Hey, everybody. Today, we're here again with my real estate big brother, Paul Johnson. And we are going to talk today about online lead conversion or online marketing. Um, the way that we suggest you talk to and convert these opportunities. Yeah, I mean, no, there's no right way or wrong way. First of all, thanks for having me, David. I love getting the opportunity to sit down and, and talk with you. Uh, there is a sequence um, that you can take people down to build that trust. And at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do is, is build trust. You can go from zero to 100 or you can take them through a sequence. And so we'll just talk a little bit about that, like uh, the best practices that I've learned over the years and then kind of like what, what you do and what I do and what we do differently. Perfect. Yeah. And I, I love that you uh, said um, sequence because as I was thinking about it last night, I was thinking about this conversation is all about frequency, yes. right? Sequence, frequency. I mean, basically we're talking about the same thing. So let's just get right into it. Cause I know a second ago we were talking about you know, the difference between if someone comes into our world via force registration, or if they come into our world, basically by filling out a contact form, it's different. And, and we're going to follow up with them with a different cadence. So I know with you and your urban view site, you know, annually for almost as long as I've known you, you've done at least six figures in GCI from people registering on your site. Yep. that you don't know, they don't know you when they register, yep. but they've been attracted, you know, into your world. Yeah. And then you've had to nurture these people yep. until they're ready to do something because they don't just register on the site and say, Hey, Paul, I'm qualified for X. I want to buy tomorrow. Go sell me a house. It's, exactly. it's, it's a uh, name, phone number, email address, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So and a lot of times there's a bunch of resistance. So you have to, you have to kind of get through, you have to kind of push through some of that resistance. Yeah. So, so how does that nurturing process start for you? What do you do? So I like to think that the nurturing process actually starts up front. It starts before they actually register. So um, my site and you know, pretty much everything I do that they would see if they were going to go elsewhere um, is set up so there's a lot of consistency and there's a lot of messaging that sets me up as the the um, authority within the niche or the authority just in just in Portland real estate in general, right? And so you offer them a lot of good information that they're looking for. You think about their pain points, their problems, the things that they're, that they're kind of worried about or that they, they need help um, working through to get to the point where they would transact, right? So you provide a lot of that up front um, as, you know, for free and just kind of, um, you know, there and available, right? And then when they get to something that they want, um, i.e. more information about a specific listing, more information about, um, you know, I don't know the, you, the, 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 the buyer package or the seller package, right? Like more details than you go for the, the registration. Yeah. So you're kind of taking them a little bit down a funnel to mm -hmm. create a little bit of intent and actually 
you know, I know your conversion rate on leads has been a lot higher than industry standard. And it's probably exactly what you just outlined because so many, you know, let's call them Google PPC leads. Someone goes to a website within three pictures, a pop-up comes up. It says, uh, register for more information. Yep. And a lot of people just bounce. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're getting people to your site. You're taking them through a couple pages and then it's the offer. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's important to back up from that. So what is the intent? Like with, with my business, it, it, it is completely Google, which is very different. I would, I would create the funnel very different if I was doing it on Facebook, but there's so much high intent. And so you think about somebody who is looking for specific house style in specific neighborhood, right? And how, how do they, how do they know that? Well, it's going to be very low, it's going to be very low searches per month on Google, but when they are searching, they are like, they, they know right. what they want. Right. And so you match all that. You, you take it, the, um, their search has to match your ad, which then has to match the landing page, which then has to take them through a sequence of, of providing value and providing information. And then it, there's the pop-up, right? So if I went straight for the kill, right off the bat, and they, they clicked on uh, my ad and went straight to a registration, they bounce. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the offer is matching the search. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I had a long conversation with one of my coaching clients, and this was in regards to farming, but it's the same thing, is let's be really clear on our postcards that we're sending out, exactly yeah. what we're trying to get back. You know, what story are we telling on the postcard? And how does that story match the offer that we're making? Because we can't have three different calls to action on one postcard and confuse people. Absolutely. Hey, and then let's make sure that the other advertising we're doing in that marketplace matches the postcard. So maybe we should make sure our market update video has an emphasis on the offer. And I think you're exactly right. When you have the right offer, that also increases conversion. Yeah. And you hit the you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about simplifying it. So one 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 reason why I see high conversions on on my website is because they're looking look they're looking for a simplified way to get a list of homes for sale in a specific niche in a specific neighborhood that they want to be in, right? Um, or a specific style of house that they want to be in. Um, so you simplify it you know, they can go to Zillow, they can go to Redfin, they can go anywhere and get all those houses, but it's going to be, they're going to have to figure out how to do the long search, blah, blah, blah. You're just creating a simplification of it and providing that to them and wrapping it up in a bow and giving it to them. Right. And then, and then giving it to them over and over and over and over again, once they register, then they get kind of a weekly or monthly update of that same list. Right. So yeah, so let's go into that. What's it look like? So now they've registered. How are you communicating with them? What's that? Yeah, like? so once they've registered, I do um I I immediately hit them with with a text message. And it's usually something that is very um it, it it's not abrasive. It's very just like um you know, warm and inviting and just like, Hey, you know, especially like over the last couple of, uh, the last year or so, it actually had something to do with, with COVID. And it's, 
It's, hey, thanks for registering on my website. I know there's a lot going on in the world right now. Just curious if you were, if you registered because you're just curious about what's going on or if you actually have um, a desire to uh, you know, purchase a home this year. Yeah, I think, you know, the, and it's automated. So no matter what time yes. you get it, it's going out. We have, we have the same thing. If you're a Google PPC lead or a certain type of lead um, that comes in, we send a text message that says, Hey, Paul, this is an automated text message from David at Hillshire Realty Group. Yeah. You may or may not be ready to talk to us, but if you are, we just wanted to let you know that we're here and available. Just respond to this text and we'll get right back to you. Yeah, and that's that's amazing because it, it, it takes away the pressure, right? You think of like the salesperson in Nordstrom. You're there for a reason, right? But you almost always the person is like, no, I don't need help, right? And, and that's the initial reaction that I think the consumer has, regardless of, of if they're planning to buy next month or a, a year from now, they're always going to kind of put up that guard at first. And so you kind of have to ease them into the conversation. It's building a relationship at the end of the day. You know, I, I just bought a new car and there were a couple different cars I was considering. And the one that I ended up purchasing, I had test driven one a long time ago. Yeah, but I decided to buy it because I could just buy it online. I didn't have, <laughs> you didn't to, have go. to deal with the salesperson. I didn't have to go to the car dealership. Yeah, right. I could just literally like I went online and I ordered my Tesla and I said, "This is what I want," yeah. and here's my deposit and here's how I'm going to pay for it. And it's really simple. But I and honestly, I think a lot of people that register on my web website wish that they could do that, but un unfortunately, we have an inventory problem, right? And and so if you had X and you could push a button and be like, this is what I want. Well, we're, we, also have, we also have a more complex transaction. Absolutely. You know, um, one of my coaching clients last night messaged me because she had uh, a over $3 million transaction cancel. Mm -hmm. And then those people had actually found a piece of land that they had her go solicit the builder for. And she put it together and she said, well, man, I'm so thankful that the people still wanted me to represent them. And I'm like, we have to remember that in this transaction, people predominantly want representation because it's it's such an infrequent transaction. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty hard to mess up a car purchase, but it's really easy to mess up a real estate transaction. Absolutely. So let's go, let's go, let's get back into like, you know, the the nurturing, you know. So they come in, you're sending them, you're sending them information. Are you doing um other email marketing to, to nurture or videos. I know you're doing an immediate text off the bat, but what's it look like, you know, over the next 30 days? Yeah. So um, when they register and they get that, that nice um, non-abrasive uh, welcoming um, text message, if they start to engage, then I actually have an automated system that will take them through a pre-qualification to start asking them about where they're looking, what style they want, how big, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, you know, how, when are they planning to purchase? Do they have a home to sell? You know, all those questions, they will take them through that sequence. Um, and what's cool is if they drop off because they get busy with something else, um, then the system will, will start nudging them again with, with curiosity questions to try and re-engage them in the conversation. But once they, once they give me quite a bit of information and a hand raise, then I will personally jump in and send them a video um, and um, just kind of 
tell them that I want to, you know, match the face to the name and, and just more of a, a hello, more of a, a welcoming. I'm a real person. How can I help you? What, you know, what information are you wrestling with? Um, you know, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then from there, if, if I don't get uh, an appointment or book a buyer consultation, seller consultation from that, um, then um, there is, they get a sequence of emails, they get a sequence of text messages, and then they get a sequence of personal phone calls from me um, and um, it, just to follow up. And what's the, what's the frequency like that for you? Is it once a week, twice a week? I know it's not every day. You know, we, I joked last night with you. I'm like, we need to tell them how infrequently you're making calls because everyone thinks that this is all about phone calls all the time. And in 2021, we need to talk to the people we need to communicate. They need to know who we are, but it's less about banging the phones today, probably than ever because people don't answer their phone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, I mean, if I feel like they're a really hot lead, um, I'll, I'll hit them a couple of times. Um, and, and if I can't get them on, on the line, then it becomes, uh, you know, every two weeks, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll just, you know, do, do a text message, probably a text message every two weeks and a phone call, you know, on the off two weeks. So once a month, they're getting a, a text message or phone call from me. Yeah. And I think that's appropriate, especially if they're getting, you know, email listing alerts or email newsletter, you know, everyone in our database at seven 30 in the morning, every Saturday gets an email. It doesn't matter what kind of lead you are, which yeah. really helps with nurturing. Right. And I think that helps people know who we are. So then when we're calling to check in, it's kind of like, I've been talking about online lead generation, a lot like dating. You know, if I called you once a month, you're not really going to know who I am. But if I like checked in every once in a while to see how your home search was going or ask how your day is, yeah. eventually you might go on a date with me. Yeah. Right. Like the small talk turns into the date. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with, you know, online lead generation. The mindset for us though, usually is this lead registered. Mm -hmm. I answered all their questions. They didn't respond. They wasted my time. Mm -hmm. But if you were like chatting with, you know, an attractive person on the other end of an online app, and then, you know, they answered all these questions you had for them, yeah. and then they disappeared for a couple of days, you wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, what a time waster. Yeah. You check in in a couple of days and be like, hey, how's your day? Right. And if you ask that enough, eventually you might go on a date. Yeah. Eventually you might go on a showing appointment. There's so much reward there's so much at the end of a transaction for us. The risk reward is so small, um, just to just just to have a quick, you know, reach out. So waste of time. It's a numbers game. It, it really is. And so, just to go back to what we just what, what we just hit on um, and the sequence that I take people through. I'm not probably gonna be calling you unless you definitively gave me a. Yes, I'm buying in the next six months. Yes, I'm buying in the next three months. Yes, I'm buying in the next year. And even if it's a year out, I want to bring value to the process. So I'm going to check in. They're going to forget about me. So a once a month check in with something of value, something that I'm seeing in the market, something, hey, is, is your search still um, valid? You know, do you need to make any changes? Hey, you know, um, I, I just saw this 
this thing that was going on in lending. I just wanted to make you aware of it. You know, those, those type things, exactly, exactly what you're, what you're, 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 you're talking about. It's, it's, it's the small little details that take them towards the date. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And a relationship isn't built on like a online registration form, right? It's built over time. And what you were just talking about those check-ins, here's what's going on with mortgage rates, has your search changed, you're showing empathy, but then you're also showing competency. Mm-hmm. And I think most universally, most people want that, right? They want some, they want to work with someone who's empathetic and they want to work with someone who's competent, right? But what do you hear on, you know, almost every testimonial video or review you see from people, you know, that are good reviews is, oh, they, they cared about me. They cared about me more than the transaction, right? Which yeah. even that's that little basic line of questioning you just went through, you know, shows that. But yeah, it's, it's that frequency of being there over time. In your world of online lead generation, which you've done so well, what's the timeline usually look like from registration to client acquisition, right? So now I have a relationship when we're talking to then they're buying because from the time I start talking to them, the time they buy, there might be that lag time there too. So what's that look like for you? You know, I think it's, it, it, it's very interesting. I was, I was just analyzing this and, and trying to decide if I was going to change up kind of my style and in how I um, go about things. Because the more I analyze the numbers, the more I realize that the low-hanging fruit really do show themselves pretty quickly. And you can chase and chase and chase and chase. And you might get someone further on down the road that that raises their hand and says, yes, I want to transact. But more often than not, they will... Uh, they will raise their hand pretty quickly, like within, like within the first, first couple of weeks, first month. Um, and are they transacting in that first month? No, but then they're, they'll transact in the next two or three months, right? <clears throat> Every once in a while, I will get somebody that will stay in the funnel. And then like six months or a year later, they will raise their hand. And usually it's very worth it. You know, I had one client uh, that I nurtured for five years <laughs> that turned into three transactions. Though. Yeah. Those, those long-term conversions, what I find is usually when people have a lot of those in a year, those are their best years mm-hmm. and they're always worth it. Right. Yeah. And most of the time we're just email marketing those people anyway. Yeah. Um, I still use this old metric and I don't know if you remember this, this is like 2010, 2011, you heard of this all the time with online G- lead generation. Um, if I have a hundred leads, one's going to convert in the first 90 days, one's going to convert in 90 to 180 days. And then you're going to get one in that 180 day to 365 day period. Now, my personal goal for my team for online leads, Google PPC, things like that is 2%. So now I kind of look at like one in the first six months, that's the low hanging fruit one. And then one that's like a long-term nurture. I think for our team, we average like eight months. You know, like if, if you look at how long someone's in the database before they turn into a closed sale for that type of lead, Hey, I'm searching online. I come into the Hillshire world, they get nurtured. Um, it's an, it's an eight month process, but we're paying less than $10 for a lead. We're paying, you know, less than $800 for a transaction or right around 800 transaction, $800 for a transaction on a five, $600,000 average sales price. To your point, 
it's totally worth it. So oh. just to just to like sum this up, maybe for the person who's maybe they haven't been nurturing their leads, right? They're treating all leads the same way. They're, you know, harassing people into going on a date with them. Um, they're thinking about getting into online lead generation. If you had to like sum all this up, what would your recommendation be for people? What would you say? Well, when I'm coaching my clients um, and we start talking about online lead generation, like I, I've had a ton of success and I can take people through and set up a funnel, set up all the processes properly. But the first question I ask them is, is why online lead generation? Why? Uh, NAR's statistics still says that it's about as effective as doing an open house, right? And a lot of agents are resistant to doing open houses. It's like five, 6% of, age, of, of clients, or I'm sorry, of homeowners per year find their realtor through online lead yeah. generation. Yeah. And 4% of sellers find their agent in an open house and 5% of buyers statistically find their agent in an open house. According so it's to right around that same thing. Yet, yeah. yet we focus, yet there's, there's all these companies about websites, all these companies about platforms, all these companies about pay-per-click, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, and so many of the conversations within the ecosystem are, are centered around all of these silver bullet things, right? And are they effective? Absolutely. But you have to, you have to remember if only 6%, 5, 6% are finding their realtor that way, guess what? Those people that are signing up and registering on your website, they're doing it on 12 other realtors' websites at the same exact time, right? So what differentiates you? What makes you, it is a you have to have your value proposition absolutely dialed and you have to be an authority, in, in my opinion, for, for it to work. You can't just be a generic, I sell homes in, in, in Portland, Oregon, and here's my website, and here's my IDX registration. They don't care. And, and honestly, your site's not good. They're just going to bounce and go to Zillow. So there has to be a reason. So that's what I take people through. Yeah, I Did love that. <laughs> no, it's perfect, actually, because it's like, hey, if you want to do this, tell me why, yeah. right? Be really clear. Like I, what I kept thinking is, well, maybe I want to spend money on online lead generation because I don't want to work on Sundays. And that might actually be a good reason to change to trade my check equity for set sweat equity. Absolutely. But you're right. When it comes to a conversion standpoint, so many people don't even want to do the work to do an open house. Yes. And online marketing is way more work doing an open house it's much it's a much bigger commitment it is a much it, it's a much bigger commitment to set it up right from the get-go it's 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 um it's not as big of a commitment once it's set up and it's right it will run kind of in the in the background and yes you have to make tweaks and yes you have to check in on it and yes you have to actually pick up the phone and and follow up with people or send emails and follow up or text message and follow up with but um, look, the, the the reward, the ROI at the end of the day is, is great. We just, like you said, we have to be clear on why are we getting into it? And then do we have a proper budget set aside to succeed, right? So many people want to get into and say, oh, I'm just going to throw 300 bucks a month at online lead generation. That might get you two transactions in a year, three transactions in a year, right? Um, unless you're doing it really well organically, 
right? And that that's all that could be a whole other conversation, organic versus paid, right? So well, hey, I know you have another meeting in a minute. So if people want to follow you around on the internet, what's the best way to find you? Probably the best way to connect with me is um, on Facebook, Paul T. Johnson. Um, just look me up and connect with me there. I think that's the best. I'm I'm getting better at Instagram. I do have at Urban View, which which I uh, you know which is kind of more my brand, my company um, Instagram. But I will be launching a personal brand Instagram here pretty soon. So. I don't know if you guys heard that. You don't have to be super proficient with Instagram to have a six-figure income selling real estate. So anyway, PJ, I love you. Thank you, brother. All right, man. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Direction with David Caldwell. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the tips and tricks you can use to grow your real estate business. If you're keen to hear more ideas you can implement, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a comment and review. Head over to davidccaldwell.com to sign up to our email list, as well as find more information and resources on our show. Until next time.